Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon. It's Friday, September 23rd, 2022, and you're listening to Rocket Fuel, a New York Jets podcast. I'm your host, Alfred Parsar Jr., and this is the inaugural episode. Uh, just to let you folks know, just in case you stumbled upon this and don't know what you're listening to, uh, this is the premier podcast for all your New York Jets news, game recaps, predictions, and all that good stuff. Again, I'm Alfred Parsar Jr., and we're covering the New York Jets. And the New York Jets are 1-1 one one entering week three of the NFL. Of course, they had that opening day massacre against the Baltimore Ravens at home at MetLife Stadium. But then they bounced back this past Sunday in Cleveland with a win over the Browns. Now, I know it's early in the NFL season, folks, but... Cleveland, especially what they did on Thursday Night Football last night to the Steelers, and I know it's the Steelers, you know, and they've got Mitchell Trubisky, no Ben Roethlisberger this year, no Juju Smith-Schuster, but the Cleveland Browns, that was a stunning, that was a stunning turn of events, Uh, we're going to recap that game, the New York Jets, with less than two minutes left, down 13 points, came back to win the game by one, uh, amazing, amazing uh, comeback there. Joe Flacco, everybody wrote that man off and said that he needed to be taken behind the barn like old Yeller and put down uh, after his week one performance where he threw several interceptions, only one touchdown. The touchdown was a garbage time touchdown too. So that that tells you everything you need to know uh, in that in that Baltimore game. 
But against against Cleveland, uh, Joe Flacco was on the money, looking like the Joe Flacco of old, the Joe Flacco that won the Super Bowl in the 2012 NFL season with those Baltimore Ravens. And uh, let's very quickly go to some comments from Coach Sala on Sunday's win over the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, you just, we're off the snide. You know, we just got to love the way this feels. Got to find a way to stack them up. Uh, a lot of stuff that we got to clean up, but uh, just proud of the guys because they, they, we didn't quit. And that's that's probably the biggest thing I'll take away from it. You know, we were the benefit of getting the opportunity on uh, that last touchdown from, the, from Chubb uh, or whoever it was. And uh, just gave us an op. And, um, you know, that whole fourth quarter, Again, you just you have a you have an opportunity to seize the game, and then a couple of penalties here, a couple of drop passes here. But uh, um, proud of them, just just the resolve, the regroup, and when we got that opportunity to take advantage of it and, and make something spectacular happen. I mean, and let's let's talk about Joe Flacco here. Joe Flacco in Week One against the Baltimore Ravens, thirty-seven completions, fifty-nine attempts, three hundred nine yards, uh, one touchdown, and one interception. But even though he had 309 yards, it didn't it didn't look good. Against the Browns, on the other hand, week two, 26 completions, 44 attempts, 307 yards, four touchdowns, and no interceptions. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Garrett Wilson had a big day. Eight receptions, 102 yards, two touchdowns. Corey Davis, only two receptions, but 83 yards and a touchdown. And even the rookie running back, Brees Hall. He had one reception, 10 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, so Flacco was coming out here trying to prove everybody wrong. And prove everybody wrong, he did, uh, did Flacco. And again, surprise victory. A good victory, nonetheless. So uh, the defense played well. Uh, C.J. Mosley, four tackles. Quan Alexander, the offseason acquisition, uh, six tackles. So... Uh, Quentin Williams also uh, four tackles. Uh, Quint, uh, his brother Quincy Williams uh, also had a sack. Carl Lawson also had a sack. So uh, they 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 uh they applied some pressure and again gutted it out. Uh, I had the Jets originally on my schedule going into Week Three, zero and two, but uh, I'm pleasantly surprised. And again, the Cleveland Browns offense played well. Nick Chubb. Two rushing touchdowns. He did what he normally does uh, to everybody else in the New York Jets. Uh, the Jets' defense, even though they came to play early on, uh, you could tell they were tired. Cleveland was playing at a fast pace. But, again, the Jets with that comeback. And a lot of people will tell you, especially uh, the guys in Vegas, uh, they, they're pretty upset uh, if if you took the, the Browns to uh, to win or you took them to cover the spread. Nick Chubb scoring that touchdown with a minute and change left, and the Jets stormed up the field and, and scored to take the lead and eventually win the game. Uh, but moving on to week three, ladies and gentlemen, the New York Jets are at home this Sunday at MetLife Stadium, 
And on paper, before the season started, if you told me that the Jets had a chance in this game, or if you asked me what my opinion was, I'd tell you it, it's an automatic L. They're facing the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Why am I not scared? I'll tell you why I'm not scared. The Cincinnati Bengals have looked very, very poor so far this season. They're 0-2. Everybody expected them to have a walk in the park week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They could add the game, but Evan McPherson's extra point at the end of regulation gets blocked. And week one was just bad for NFL kickers overall. And they couldn't beat the Steelers. The Steelers get a week one win. Last week, the Cincinnati Bengals lose again. And the Bengals, once again, losing to a team they had no business losing to. And I'm going to tell you why the Cincinnati Bengals are struggling. Uh, of course, last week they lost to the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys beat the Bengals with no Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush was out there looking like Joe Montana. Cincinnati Bengals' biggest struggle so far this season, the offensive line. What is the Jets' specialty over the last decade-plus? Defense. So Quinnen Williams, Quincy Williams, Quan Alexander, C.J. Mosley, they all should have fun getting to Joe Burrow. For a team that made the Super Bowl last season, I also find it odd that the Cincinnati Bengals made no huge difference-making acquisitions in the offseason. You would think a team that got to the Super Bowl with a poor offensive line would have bolstered that offensive line in hopes of, I don't know, maybe getting back to at least the playoffs, but... 0-2 start against two teams they should have beat. That's it's very shaky uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, injuries don't help. Uh, T. Higgins, who is a top wide receiving threat for the Bengals, is out. And you, with, with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and, and Joe Mixon, I would expect at least for the Cincinnati Bengals to, if not 2-0, at least be 1-1 through two weeks of the the 2022 NFL season. But just to just to break things down in depth just a little bit. And say what you will. But if you've watched the 19 games that Robert Sala has coached the New York Jets already. You can tell that the New York Jets defense is so-so. I mean, all you have to do to beat the Jets are run screens, isolate uh, pass catchers, and do some gap runs, because no matter how much I love C.J. Mosley and crew, the Jets' linebacking core can be beat. The Jets' safeties, I mean, Sauce Gardner, the rookie, he, you know, say what you want, he's still a rookie. He hasn't been really tested yet. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And if you look at the game tape between the Browns and the Jets in week two, you'll notice the Cleveland Browns, they moved the ball at will against the Jets. They ran it a lot. They counted the aggressiveness of the defensive line. A lot of screen passes to Chubb and Hunt. And uh, the interior defenders, a.k.a. the linebackers, they got isolated on early downs. And again, one can argue a missed kick and, a, and an untimely touchdown. How many times you hear that? Um, is what did the Browns in. But um, the Bengals don't play like the Browns. Two totally different offenses. I don't think the Bengals are equipped offensively to take advantage of the Jets' defense. Come to think of it, the Bengals do exactly the opposite of what the Browns do in terms of the way the offenses are run. And again, I mentioned it before, the offensive line of of the Cincinnati Bengals is just not there. Meanwhile, Cleveland and Baltimore both had way better offensive lines. And even though they had a better offensive line in Cleveland, he still got sacked twice, uh, did Jacoby Brissett. Also, it's interesting to note that the current offensive line coach for the Cincinnati Bengals this season is Frank Pollock. If you closely follow Jets football, that name should ring a bell. Frank Pollock was the O-line coach for the Jets in the Adam Gase era. Every season, Gase was here. So that should tell you everything you need to know. And things did not run smoothly for Frank Pollock when he was here as evidenced by any highlights you may watch of the Jets prior to last season. You don't believe me? Go look it up. Hit up NFL Films. Hit up YouTube. But, uh... The Bengals... The Bengals are not a run team. And from what I've noticed, you either need a mobile quarterback or you need a pass-catching running back who's, who's efficient to get one over on this Jets defense, which, you know, shout out to Joe Mixon, but he he's not a, he's not that type of running back. And again, the strength of the Jets is their defense. Without T. Higgins, I don't know how Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd are going to fare. And like I said, Sauce Gardner, if you notice, Lamar Jackson week one didn't pick on Sauce Gardner. Jacoby Brissett in week two didn't pick on Sauce Gardner. Joe Burrow, if you somehow come across this recording, I heavily suggest that you do not throw on Sauce Gardner. I mean, in the opposite, the opposite part of the field is not much better because DJ Reed is there. So uh, that's that. I mean... And if you look at the Jets' defensive schemes so far this season, they usually play their corners deep. So uh, Reed and Gardner got a lot of ground to cover, and they cover it well. And again, like I said, they've been staying away from Sauce and Reed uh, all season. Just ask ask the Cleveland receivers not named Amari Cooper how well they fared last week. Now, the way the Bengals play, they're going to try to conquer big yards on the outside. And again, that's that's not a, a way to be successful against this New York Jets defense. 
especially when you notice that Joe Burrow, if you break down his game film, he tends to try to drive the ball to the outside. And when you try to drive the ball to the outside in NFL football, those plays usually take more time to develop, meaning he's going to spend more time in the pocket, meaning he's going to be a sitting duck behind a poor offensive line. I'm going to make a prediction here. Joe Burrow is going to get sacked at least four times in this game. Maybe five, maybe six, but minimum four times. So, off on the offensive side of the ball for the Jets. Now, against the Browns, again, they beat the Browns. Granted, I believe it was a one-off, a, a, a lucky thing. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, they run a zone-heavy defense, no disguises, if you, if you haven't noticed. The Jets were able to beat them by moving the ball through the air. The reason why they couldn't beat the Baltimore Ravens in week one, Baltimore Ravens' pass rush is incredible. Uh, their, their defensive backs, they, they discombobulated the Jets' receivers' route running. That tells you everything you need to know there. Messed up the timing between Joe Flacco and the receivers. However, you look at Cincinnati's defensive schemes. They like to rotate on defense post-snap. That means once the ball is in the quarterback's hands, that's when their defensive players rotate. Not too smart. They usually play two high safety looks, either in quarters or cover two. And they only bring one safety to, to the post-snap to cover the intermediate area of the field. What does that mean in layman's terms? I'll tell you what that means. That means Cincinnati doesn't have a powerful pass rush. That's the difference between them and the Ravens and the Browns. They also run a heavy zone scheme. What does that mean? They usually are not playing man-to-man -man coverage. Meaning if Garrett Wilson or Corey Davis or Elijah Moore can break away on a route. Remind you again, it's zone defense. All you need is a couple feet of separation. You got an open man. If the Jets are going to win this game, it's going to be through the air. No offense to Brees Hall or Michael Carter, but the Jets, the Jets' offensive strength is in the passing, not in the rushing. And say what you want. Joe Flacco had a poor showing week one. He bounced back week two. There were chance of Mike White in the uh, in, in MetLife Stadium in week one. I guarantee you, if week two was at home, those chants wouldn't have wouldn't have happened. Zach Wilson still tending to the torn meniscus, and Chris Strebler is still on the practice squad, even though Jets fans fell in love with Strebler during the preseason this season. But I say we give old Joe. Now he's not Broadway Joe Namath, but we give old Joe another shot and see what he's made of. Because even though Joe Flacco is a veteran, and a lot of people will say he's past his prime. You can't judge a guy and judge a season by just one week or two weeks in the NFL. So It's game day at Raising Canes. If you want to order like a champ, it's action off the field you need to focus on. The only play you're running is chicken. So what combo are you picking? Make it a perfect season. We've got tailgates of hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers and cane sauce and jugs of freshly made tea and lemonade. All available to order online or on our app. Touchdown! This season is about to be unbeatable. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, one love. <laughs> Again, Angel Flacco, like I said, 
Super Bowl winning quarterback previously. He knows what it takes to be successful in the NFL and win a championship. So, another interesting note about this Jets-Bengals matchup. Last season, speaking of Mike White, who we touched on earlier, last season when Mike White took over for Zach Wilson, Mike White, in the game that endeared him to Jets fans, beat the Cincinnati Bengals. That was the team that he beat. So just remember that, folks. And in that game, he threw for 405 yards and three touchdowns. So I think that the Jets offensive line will be able to handle B.J. Hill, who is the Bengals' top pass rusher. Uh, Another thing to note about this Cincinnati Bengals team, just real quick, Cincinnati hasn't run a blitz on defense more than 5% of the time this season. So out of all those defensive snaps, they blitz less than 5% of the time. A couple of quick thoughts here that I've noted in my pre-recording study of both teams. George Fant will have an interesting matchup against Trey Hendrickson, I believe. Uh, While Fant hasn't been great thus far, I think that Hendrickson is the type of pass rusher he'll be able to contain only because Hendrickson lacks explosiveness. Uh, The matchup to watch, offense, defense, I think Sauce Gardner going up against Jamar Chase, especially on third down and man coverage, will be very interesting to watch. Not to discount Amari Cooper or my guy Duvernay from the Baltimore Ravens, but uh, this will be the biggest test Sauce Gardner has had in his three-week NFL career. Uh, Carl Lawson, uh, even though he did have a sack last week, uh, Coach Robert Silas said that Lawson is still warming up and that, uh, you know, he is a former Cincinnati Bengal and maybe facing his old team he played for last season will fire him up. So. That's my prediction. I I predict the Jets are going to win this game, ladies and gentlemen. So if you are betting, taking either money line or to cover the spread. But I do believe the Jets are going to win this game. I believe that this game is going to go 21 to 17 in the Jets' favor. So you heard it here first, 21 to 17. New York Jets and... Only reason I say that again, I just told you all the deficiencies on the Cincinnati Bengals side of the of the football, and I firmly believe the Jets will beat the Bengals this season, Week 3 NFL. The last thing I want to touch on before I get out of here, I want to take an opportunity to talk about Denzel Mims, ladies and gentlemen. Denzel Mims, of course... The Jets drafted him in 2020, and Denzel Mims, he looked like he was going to be a a franchise, a franchise-changing draft pick. He was picked in the second round from Baylor, and Denzel Mims hasn't, hasn't really amounted to much in his NFL career. Denzel Mims in training camp this season, or this preseason, I should say, asked for a trade. 
yeah, he had a couple good games in the preseason, but Denzel Mims, he hasn't even taken a snap in two weeks this season. Now, why is that? Usually when players ask for a trade, you know, you would think it's because, you know, they they want to they want to move on from a team that they feel is going nowhere or they want to take their talents to a contender or they just feel like they're underutilized. But in order to be a player that demands a trade, you absolutely have to have some value. Now, the Jets, they wanted a draft pick. They said that the, the asking price is a fourth-round draft pick at minimum. And no team called to inquire about Denzel Mims. Because he's not worth a fourth-round draft pick, quite frankly. You want to talk about a guy who's played 20 games in the NFL. Through those 20 games, 31 receptions for 490 yards. And not a single touchdown. But yet, this is the type of player that wants a trade. Denzel Mims is not even worth a seventh-round draft pick. And I know that he plays for the team that I love the team that I root for, and the team that I work for. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I, I do work for the New York Jets, if you didn't notice. I'm the I'm the guy that shoots the t-shirt gun during timeouts. So I see a lot of this on, I see a lot of New York Jets football in front of my very own eyes from the sidelines. But I don't even think Denzel Mims is worth the copy machine in the front office. Or the fax machine. Or the desk phone. In order to be a player that requires some type of trade, you absolutely have to have something. Have to have something to back it up. To you have to you have to be able to back it up, and and make the other team see that you're worth giving up an asset to acquire. And Denzel Mims has not produced anything to, to, to prove he's an asset. There's plenty of NFL season left. Each team plays 17 games. The Jets have 15 more starting this Sunday. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe Denzel Mims will prove me wrong. Who knows? But, ladies and gentlemen... This has been the inaugural edition of Rocket Fuel, a Jets podcast. Uh, we're going to drop every Friday. Social media will be in the description below. Follow us, Instagram. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week and we'll see if my Jets predictions come true. We'll see you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.